When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North, 1500scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R North.com. We'd like if you followed us on all your various social media and digital platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. We're give on us Twitch. eight stars. No matter what you do, 10 stars. 10, 12 stars. Give us a lot of, give us lots of stars. Give us all the stars. Just just bang away at those stars. Just pound on the stars. I don't even know how you do it, and just I want you to do it. pound on the stars. I'm giving you permission. And if you search Score North in your favorite podcast app, you'll find all of our team-centric shows, uh, Purple Daily, Touch Em All, uh, Raised by Wolves. We got all your Minnesota sports covered. And uh, the guy who covers Minnesota soccer here, at Score North is yes. our guy on the other side of the glass, Jonathan Harrison, our producer extraordinaire. And I understand there's movement, there's news in the Minnesota soccer scene. Big yes, news, so it right? happened last night, and Judd tipped me off to this because I was driving home. Minnesota United traded about a mil- it trade bought whatever you want to call it. They traded about a million dollars worth of allocation money to Sporting Kansas City for the 2017 MLS Defender of the Year, Ike Opara. This is a fantastic move for the club. And this is the second major move they made to shore up that, that end of things? Is yes. that correct, this offseason? Yeah, they signed... Well, it's the third one. Because okay. they signed Ozzy Alonso, one of the most respected and toughest defensive midfielders uh, in the offseason. He's 36, so there's a little bit of question for the age, but he's still very good at his position, still one of the best at helping out the defense. And he was, the Se- and he was Seattle, excuse me? Yep, yeah, okay. he's been with Seattle right. since they came into the league. The other one was a French right back, and I... Romain, I can't pronounce his last name yet. I'm getting there. I mean, as the host of the pre-post <laughs> say, show, I should probably learn how to pronounce it. But I will on, learn how to pronounce it on that, tomorrow. But, but you've got to tonight. pronounce these names. Yes. <laughs> and you've got to get them right, too. There's a lot yeah. of pressure on you now. You can't screw <laughs> I'm them up. I'm okay with that. I'll have it. You're the voice of the pre- and post-game show. One yeah, Romain something. He uh, Romain. played well tonight. Yeah. Wait, didn't the FDA recall that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Several times this year, apparently. He he passes to Salmonella. (laughs) Salmonella back to Romaine. Romaine over to Botulism. Botulism's having a great game. That's not my role. No, that's Dan Dan Tara. Sorry, I digress. (laughs) Yeah, they signed Ike Opar. It's a great defensive move because they've given up 140 goals over the last two seasons, which isn't good, obviously. But their moves in the offseason to get that position short up is very good, and it leads you to think, with the moves they made, 
it leads you to think that a playoff spot should happen this year. So is this being, in, in terms of how we talk about things, is this being all in? Is this being, like, if we're now going to think about, okay, this team has spent two years sort of struggling and trying to find its way while at uh, TCF Bank Stadium with a new the move to the new stadium. Are yeah. they all in now? I think at this point, yeah, they're, they have to be all in with the launch of the new stadium. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to spend like Atlanta spends, but this is basically the equivalent of it. You got a, we've got, it's not a young team anymore. It's, they've got guys who are in their late twenties who are, or in their late or their early, early, late thirties. They've got all these guys who are ready to win now. And this, there's a lot of pressure on Adrian now with, the moves they've made to get into the playoffs this year. And you can catch Minnesota United soccer right here on mm-hmm. Score North 1500, scorenorth.com with Jonathan Harrison on pre- and post-game duties. And what time is that game at tomorrow? What time will you start the pre-game, I should say? Uh, they don't play until March. Oh, oh. yeah. I thought you yeah. said tomorrow. <laughs> no. no. Okay. No, no, no. All right. No. Oh, no. Oh, he, he's he got, I think he's going to go talk to them tomorrow. Oh, okay. And he's going to get a right. pronunciation guy. Yeah, I'll get the something. pronunciation That's what tomorrow. he's going to get. That's what I'm going to get. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're, no, no. They're they don't play until March. My ignorance to the sport was just revealed here. <laughs> we all, we are the home Rami. of United. I understand that. Okay. Big, and I'm happy to be that. I am so happy to be that. But uh, it'll start. But once they do start playing, they are all in, okay? We'll get you to a game, Rami. I'll go to a game. Oh, and in. This stadium, stadium, you better, man. It's going to be really cool. I, it's a nice stadium. Oh, I've, driven, I've driven past yeah. it. Yeah, it's a beautiful stadium. I'll go and check it out. We now build. There, there was a time, believe it or not, in this town where getting, we're trying to get a stadium for a team required an act of God. The <laughs> '90s, okay. The Twins threatened to move. I'm not joking here to something called the Triad in North Carolina. <laughs> Excuse me? And there was this basically fictitious guy named... Isn't that a prison gang? The Triad? Basically, yes. <laughs> okay. There was the basically fictitious guy named, I believe his name was Donald Beaver, who they were going to sell the team Excuse to. Excuse me? Donald Beaver. Name? I believe that's the name. That's I'm not fantastic. joking. I'm not joking, you guys. And the Twins were going to... It was There was like nothing there. The Triad didn't basically exist. This was a team that around 2000... Carl Polad went to Bud Selig and actively offered the Twins up for contraction because it looked like there would never be a stadium built here. The Vikings couldn't get one. The Twins couldn't get one. Somewhere within, what, Jonathan, the last 15 years or so, mm-hmm. it, it, takes an, it takes an act of God not to get a stadium. Yeah, start <laughs> yeah, opening sure. up the purse strings. The Twins, uh, it started with the Wild got one, or the League got one in, in St. Paul. For an expansion hockey team. Then the Twins got one. Then the Vikings got one. Gophers first. Or Gophers. Yeah. yeah. Gophers, TCF Bank, Target Field for the Twins, mm-hmm. Vikings. In the meantime, the St. Paul Saints have a gorgeous ballpark in, in St. Paul. <laughs> I was going to ask you what it's that gorgeous. park is. You'll I keep it. driving past it. I don't know what it is. It is one of the greatest places to go drink craft beer in the summertime. Really? Yes. And and it's not as expensive as the Twins, and it's a gorgeous little boutique ballpark. You will love it. Oh, we should do that. Oh, we definitely should. Yes. But everybody and their brother now, including the soccer team, has a stadium. Yep. That's and great. It used to, oh, it's Perfect. fantastic. That's outstanding. Awesome. It's fantastic, but I can't tell you how long. There was a time here where we thought they're never going to build anybody a damn stadium, including teams that can move and can't move. And now everyone's got one, and it's it's great. It's great if you're a sports fan. I suppose if you don't like the government spending 
money on stadiums, you don't like it, but I don't care. It's great. And I, I can't wait to go out and watch some baseball at, at Target Field. Even though I think there should be a roof on it, I, we, get, we got a chance to go out there You'll a couple weeks ago. You'll fall in love and in it is June, a, July. It's a beautiful ballpark. It there's, is. there's no denying that it's a beautiful ballpark. I just don't know how functional it is a few months out of the year. But that's another story for another day. Today at The Athletic, speaking of those twins, Jim Bowden had the top 15 comeback player of the year candidates. And this should be promising for Twins fans. They had three guys on that list. Three guys on the list. Hold on a sec. Okay. I have not seen this list. All right. Um, I'm, I've got two for sure. Two are easy, I believe. Buxton, Sonol are, yes. are no-brainers. Yes. There's a third guy There's a on, third guy on okay, that list. Uh, okay. I'm, I've got a question for you. Is okay. it a player who did not play for them last season? Yes. Uh, Jonathan Scope. It is Jonathan Scope. Okay. Okay. I don't know how much I believe that Jonathan Scope can be comeback player of the year, but I I do believe that Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton could be comeback player of the year. On this list, Miguel Sano is ranked 7th in terms of comeback player of the year candidates and uh where do they have Byron Buxton? Uh Jonathan Scope is actually 11th. He's ahead of Buxton who's 12th in turn in, in Jim Bowden's rankings of who's most who's likely to be comeback player of the year. First was, as I scroll to the top, because I have a terrible memory, Judd, first is uh, Corey Seager, shortstop for the Dodgers, okay, who first. missed much of last season yeah, with, with, a, with an injury. And Chris Bryant is second, which also makes a lot of sense because that's a guy with all-star talent who struggled with injuries last year. But, Judd, I like, uh, I like to play a game every now and then. I haven't had a chance to play it with you yet. I want you to finish this sentence, please, sir. If Buxton or Sano are comeback player of the year, the Twins will. I'm searching for the right tone here. Okay. Um, will be contenders in the American League Central, which is not very good. Right. Okay? So yes. I, pref- I preface this. So before people, I'm not saying World Series contenders. I'm not saying contenders to make a long playoff run, uh, but if if Miguel Sano or Byron Buxton turns the corner and can achieve can achieve what it probably takes to w- win that that award, which is somewhat nebulous to a certain degree because there's no exact stats put on that. Mm-hmm. But if you get done with the year and let's say Sano's hit 25 to 30 home runs or, or Buxton hits 280 or something like that, which would be quite a turnaround. The Twins will be contenders in the American League Central. If you want to finish that sentence, get in on the conversation. I'm Mackie and Judd with Rami. 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. If Buxton or Snow are comeback player of the year, yep. the Twins will. I want you to finish that sentence and get in on and Mackie how about and you? Judd with Rami. What's your... I think they easily win the AL Central if either one of those guys... Is really is comeback Easily? player of the year? I think. I think you trust that, the pitching that much. I do, and I, I trust. I trust Thad Levine and and the brain trust when when it and Derek Falvey when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. Not necessarily that I'm that confident in any one or two arms that they have, but I think those two guys, along with Rocco Baldelli, are going to piece together this pitching puzzle in a way that it it won't bowl you over it won't it it, it won't it, it won't knock your socks off mm-hmm. but it'll be effective it'll be effective enough and i think that this team has the potential to score a ton of runs i really do think that they have the potential to have a very very good offense even if those guys just have mild bounce back years i i think that they have a chance to have a very good offense this year and okay. contend in the al central so I, I completed the sentence with the short-term positive. Mm-hmm. Let me give you the long-term one, and it's going to sound 
more pie in, in the sky probably. But if those guys achieve what they possibly could, I also think the Twins will be in a really, really good position for the future. I think that those two players are the linchpin. Those two are you in a really good good place, not just potentially for 2019, but 2020, mm-hmm. 21. Because if they both bust again, if they both bust, they're probably done. Like, you're not going to continue to bring them back and and bring them back. If they both bust again, now you're on to, okay, this didn't work, and we're we're going to have to wait for the next wave of prospects to come up. Um, So if those two, let's say Sano bounces back and is fantastic. And let's say Buxton's good. He's not fantastic, but good. That puts you then in a position to say, this is exactly what we have now. And and we can start planning accordingly from there. So these two, to me, are the most important thing possible. They, these two, I think, are two of the most important players in this town as far as the health and future of a franchise goes. Because if they don't make it, we are talking about two guys who were built up for how long, who have now failed, and you essentially have to say, okay... We might be in fine shape three years from now, but we're definitely not in great shape for 2019 or 20. So I really think that if these two can turn things around and one of them has a really good year, you put yourself in a really good place. Yeah, if they both bust, I think that sets you back as an organization. It's a monumental two or, At least two or three years. Yes. Before you'll get enough players in that next wave of prospect to get up here and make a difference and, and get to a level of contending baseball. I think it's at least a two- or three-year setback yep. if Buxton and Sano bust. And the Buxton thing, that the dynamic with him that's so intriguing is this. We know, even as a bust at the plate in the outfield, this guy's incredible. Right. Like, this is not a guy who you're watching and you're saying, okay, if he can just hit, but his, out, but his, field, his fielding is off the charts, MVP like now. So if you can get him to hit, let's just say, let's pick up uh Average, 260. Okay, that's not great, but it's not a colossal failure. That's fine. Because this guy in the outfield gets everything. Right. He's incredible. Yeah. So so if he busts at the plate and you say to yourself, we can't absorb this, we can't do this, it's a huge deal. Because now, now you are taking what really pretty much would be a perennial gold glove outfielder out, and he's done. Here at least, right? That's a big deal, right? You lose that defense, yes. even, even if his even if his bat never comes around. If if Buxton busts and you have to move on, you've lost a high quality, high level center fielder, which are not that easy to come no. by. That, that's that's one of the more important and more difficult positions to play in Major League Baseball. I always believe you need really strong defense up the middle. And you're not going to replace him. Right. So like you can't just be like, well Buxton didn't didn't succeed and so now we're we're going to reach into our system for our next group of outfielders and replace him. In center, if you go from Buxton to the next guy, there is an immediate massive step down defensively. Massive Absolutely. step down. Absolutely. Which is why by the way, Okay, kid, you added 21 pounds. That's fantastic. You know what? I get it. You're coming in. You're going to prove people wrong. That's fine. But stop talking about the fact that I added padding so I can crash in defenses more. Honest to God, Byron, stop with it. You need to stay healthy. Off the DL. If that means if that means you're not going to catch a ball here and there and it's going to turn into a double, take that. Play the be smart. This kid's made some of the most incredible catches, but there have been times I'm like, you know, you are injury prone. Right. Like, you don't stay healthy. Right. So, 
They need to keep you in the lineup as much as possible. So don't be telling me. Don't even be kidding about, I put on 21 pounds and now I can slam into fences. No, you can't. Well, no, he said the, 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 the bad tw- idea. The 21 pounds was muscle. That's, that's to, that's, but he claimed it was padding. Right. No, he said he's going to try and put on more padding to, uh, to no, I know. so he can be able to run okay, into Okay, I don't want him doing that. Wouldn't that be nice if you had a real excuse to just put on a few pounds? <laughs> I'm trying to take them <laughs> off right now. I'm, I'm trying to lose them right now. Okay, while we're talking about pie in the sky, and before we get to Patrick Royce in a second, first of all, I think it's got to be promising that three guys on the Twins are on the on the potential list of comeback of the year candidates because it's accurate. Yeah, this is an organization that is going to have to rely on improvement from within if they're going to reach their full potential. So the fact that you have three guys on there who people believe have a high ceiling and it's just a matter of 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 turning things around and reaching it yes that's got to be very promising for twins fans now what if all three of those guys have (laughs) bounce back years if we're talking pie in the sky then you're in really good shape and reach their full potential hit their ceiling then you're delighted because sano is going to be i mean if he can turn things around and buxton can the best conversation that you could have at this time next year or or after 2019 is this. When do we approach Sano and Buxton about long-term, aggressively rich contract extensions, right? And Jonathan Scope walks and gets a multi-year deal elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And Gordon comes up then in, in 2020 and plays second base. That's the But the best possible place that the Twins can land to me uh, in... October of 2019 is to start talking about, okay, we didn't spend a lot last winter, but now we have to approach Sano and Buxton's people about long-term contract extensions to lock these guys up and eat up the at least first part of their potential free agency years. And for all the griping about who the Twins haven't gotten, and no, they're not Harper, no, they're not Machado, but I think two really good under-the-radar moves that the Twins made this year to add to that offense CJ Crone at first base, and of course Nelson Cruz will be their new. I their, love the Cruz pickup. DH. Love it. Love both. It's a Sano mentor. <laughs> it's a what? It it is oh, okay. a mentor for right. if 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 that guy can hit you twenty five home runs and get Sano on the right track, it'll be easily worth it. Absolutely. And and if he hits you fifteen home runs, but makes a difference in Sano's life basically, and can get him on a professional track. It's worth it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. We're, we're going to talk true. with uh, Kyle Troop and his Afro PBA Tour Bowler. He's coming up at 540. Patrick Royce coming up next on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Phil Mackey here from the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We've made it easier than ever to find our team-centric Minnesota sports podcast. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, just search Score North. That's S-K-O-R. And you'll find Score North Vikings, for instance, which includes Purple Daily, Purple Podcast, and Vikings Ventline. Score North Wolves includes Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoop and more. Score North Twins includes Touch Em All, Royce on Baseball, and more, and so on. Just search Score North, S-K-O-R, wherever you find your favorite podcast. All right, it's time to uh, wrap with Patrick Royce. How are you today, sir? How cold has Florida gotten for you? It was in the 40s last night. Oh. It, got to, it got up to 64 today, so that wasn't too bad. But I, I got to take the top down for an hour or so today, so that was okay. What is what is <laughs> but, the... But the previous three days were uh, very, very frosty down here. We were very upset. What is the cutoff temperature for the top to go down for Patrick Royce? 
Uh, it depends upon whether the sun is uh, shining or not. Uh, but today it was uh, only low 60s, and I said, down she comes. I'm not uh, I'm not going to have four days in a row without having the top down, man. I just so, I just looked at my phone, Patrick, and, and I, I kid you not, it went from minus 15 to minus 18 in front of oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, I've never seen this happen before, but the temperature changed while I was looking at my phone, and it dropped not by one, not by two, but three degrees. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not getting overly confident here because my poor house. I'm. Uh, you know, we're we're worried about uh, this is this is going to be cold enough tonight where houses can just collapse. Or <laughs> some stuff. You can just they can just disappear. You know. So, Thanks a lot. <laughs> my all timer was I was up in Duluth covering a Gopher Duluth hockey game, and it was it was a big. It was a big game, and I went up there. It was uh, a week Super Bowl weekend, the first time they had the Super Bowl at, in San Francisco at Stanford, whatever weekend that was. Okay. And I drove back. That we, we went out between periods to start our cars. It was so cold. In the parking lot, like a, a thousand people were out there start running their cars between periods, including me. And I drove back that night, and the windshield was 110 below zero. And you're kind of saying, gee, I hope I don't get a flat tire. <laughs> you think? Bad. You know, maybe I shouldn't have done maybe I shouldn't have done this, but uh what the heck. So this is this is world record stuff we're dealing with, uh, right? Uh supposedly. So supposedly, supposedly this is below supposedly this is equal to or slightly worse or around what we last had in nineteen ninety six. Wow. Wow. They shut down the hey. University of Minnesota campus. Ah, they've done that really? before. Do you have any, uh, we got a home game tomorrow night. Are we going to play it with they, Illinois or not? They mentioned earlier in the day that they were. I don't know as of this most recent update from them. you got to play your games. Come on. Yes. Yeah, how yes, do they cancel classes, but, it, but, it's, but it's okay for them to go and play? These amateurs. <laughs> yes. These amateurs to go and play. Because sports is important. <laughs> College classes aren't. Plus, the goofs have got to avenge their horrible performance in Illinois, man. They got to come out and kick the hell out of Illinois and even things up tomorrow. That's revenge is more important than whether you're going to die of uh, hypothermia or not. It, it, you need revenge. Revenge comes first. So anyway, uh, but yeah, that's uh, I'm you know it's uh, I, I I'm not. Uh, I'm not in favor of 25 below zero. I got to tell you that. I no. don't approve. I don't approve. That's. Uh, that's I agree. Yes. Yes. So uh, you guys got Guppy Troop's kid coming on, huh? Yes, we do. Kyle Troop coming up at at 5:40. Did that guy go nuts on the? Uh, does he always dress like that? And somebody just discovered it and put it out on the internet, or what happened? I don't know. We were sitting here, Patrick, yesterday, and and we had the TV on in the background while we're doing Mackie and Judd with Rami. And I kept getting distracted by this guy with with his color out, colorful outfit and giant afro. He was paying no attention to the show. But I'm I'm, yeah. the, I'm the new guy here, so I didn't want to <laughs> let on that I was breaking focus. I wanted to be seen as like I'm intense and yeah. all about the job and and focused on things. And then finally, Phil cracked, and he was like, "Man, we're watching bowling here in the studio." And there's this oh, guy oh, here. Were with, they showing highlights? They were showing no, highlights. No, it was what? a replay of a uh, PBA tour- tournament uh, a few okay. days earlier, and and he has the outfit and the afro, and then after he'd hit a strike, he'd like strut back to his seat and do this little <laughs> hip waggle and pull a pick out of his hair and start fluffing up the afro. It was one of the most oh, magical well, things I've ever seen. Old man, 
his old man was a was a bowler too. Yes, uh, the tr- uh, troop. So uh, that's uh, bowling needs a little of that because it's kind of fallen off. You know, uh, the people people your age, none of you guys have ever been in a bowling league, have you? I was never in one. No. I know you were. I was as a child. I was in. I was in one or two as, as as a kid. But you were never in a like a league where you you know the 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 early the early the early people who wanted to get home and spend some time with their wives they had the seven o'clock six thirty or seven and then there was the second shift at nine thirty and those were the drinkers uh, and that was the uh, you know those were the guys who. Uh, said see ya honey and then everybody hoped they got home so, were, were you a seven o'clock yeah. guy or a nine thirty guy pat well i actually uh, the only league i ever bowled in was uh what they called the uh there was an after wednesday afternoon league during the baseball off season at north star lanes 14 weeks i think and uh we as we said it was a drinking league with a bowling problem you know it was uh, <laughs> they, they uh <laughs> they didn't charge us the ball because we drank so much. It was uh, fantastic. So, uh, and that was, but a lot of twins bowled in that league, and a lot of twins officials, and it was kind of an off season. Didn't you meet a lot too? Well, you have a meeting afterwards every year. Every every time they, you know, three o'clock they'd say three thirty. Are you going to stay for the meeting? They'd say, and then the meeting was just more drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 Angelo Giuliani, the great Angelo Giuliani, the great Twins uh, scout, uh, would get up and make a long speech about uh, he he was he had racing pigeons and he'd give us a twenty minute lecture on the glories of racing pigeons, uh, you know, full of whiskey. It was uh, it was a different kind of thing. Some of us were pretty close to the legal limit by the time we left the bowling. <laughs> no, yeah, but the legal limit was a little higher back then too. Uh, they they keep lowering it, you know. They do indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might be a problem anyway. now. Back then, it was no problem. So nobody plays. Hey, how about our wild man? They like everybody else. Teams start playing tonight. They don't have to play till Friday. It's because they've got this stupid bye. So so they tacked the bye week, the five days of the bye week, onto the All Star break and gave them but, but, eight but days. Some teams are, but yes. some teams are playing tonight. I know. Yes, because their their bye week is either already passed or is upcoming. Oh. The Wild had theirs tacked on. If I was the Wild, I, I would. If I was Boudreaux, I would not be happy. You no, got eight they days. Hot. They were playing great. Oh, and they your guys really are also in Cancun, all probably hammered. <laughs> now they're going to come back and throw up in garbage cans when you skate so them. This is this is basically the Easter, the the spring break for yes. suburban for suburban families who take their kids to Costa Rica at spring break and stuff like that. Yes, right? yes exactly yeah. right. Okay. Edina, well, yeah, we're, they're all gone. We may never win another game when we get back from there. These guys, these reprobates are probably out embarrassing the entire state. I hope they're not in Florida, though. It's not warm enough to, to uh, celebrate God, your break. They don't go to Florida. No, no. They go to Costa Rica. You're right about that. Yeah, that's right. So, And, and the... Uh, and the uh, Fighting Wolves don't play. There's nothing going on back there. Man. The Wolves play, to, Wolves play tomorrow night at 7, and the Gophers, as you said, play Illinois tomorrow night at 8. That's the next hey, time something's going on. I should mention the great Dwayne Benson died. Uh, probably the greatest football player in Hamlin history. Went from Hamlin 
1963 to 1966, from I played at Grand Meadow and ended up playing nine years in the NFL yeah. as a linebacker, and he ended up being the uh, uh, Republic, the Republic leader, of the, uh, the minority leader of the GOP Senate in uh, in uh, the legislature there for uh, he was in the legislature for about 16 years and then he was on remember he was on the uh the, the whatever they called it for the the stadium authority for the new for the new stadium and he's the guy that uh, said uh there's some hijinks going on here with uh, the the leadership and those they all ended up getting dumped because of him because he didn't he wanted them to take a closer look oh, at Oh that was him huh okay yeah yeah, oh. remember that? that Dwayne Benson, yeah, but he had cancer for the last five years, and he died at age seventy-three. But uh, uh, you know, pretty dang good guy. I knew him fairly well, and he was a great guy. So, and but and uh, back in the days when a guy from the MIAC had played, you know, Gary Larson from Concordia, he played ten, twelve years, and Dwayne Benson yeah. played, and uh, they had a few of them. So he was a great player. And and I was just looking something up, Hamlin. From 1955 to 1961, won one conference game, and it was by forfeit. And uh, then when Benson showed up, and they they beat St. John's twice in three years, they beat Concordia, uh, they beat three straight defending national champions the next season. Really? Yeah, he was, he's one of the all-time great uh, MIAC football players, Dwayne Benson. Who who you got on Sunday? Do you care? Uh, I. New England, I think. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I'm not a big golf guy. They'll figure something out for golf, I would think. I want to know, what's the Todd Gurley situation? What what was happening uh, two weeks ago? I, I want to know. That's a weird one. Up. I don't get I that one. I don't know if he was banged up or not. That's, that's, that kind of concerns me. They say he's okay, but I'm not sure. Yeah, they did say the knee is banged up. They're keeping an eye on the knee. But during the game, they they, they said that there wasn't an injury, that that was just a coach's decision to keep him on the don't sidelines. Don't you think they were lying? Yeah, I would, I would assume so. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why you'd keep Todd Gurley on the sidelines yeah. I don't know. It, it's a very uh, unusual situation to be rooting for Belichick, but I hate to see Stan Kroenke. Uh, and the NFL win a Super Bowl this quickly in LA. I, I have a hard time, but you know, that after what they did to St. Louis, I have a hard time being in the Rams fan. So I, I guess I'd like to see the Patriots win it as their, as the final uh, bouquet on the Brady legacy. This has got to be it, doesn't it? No. Last year no, was it. Mm-mm. This has got to be it. He's 41. No. Forget it. You know, what? he's going to keep playing. Yeah, he's sold his soul to the <laughs> devil be, so he back. can do this forever. He'll Patrick. be back next year. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He's already well, made it clear he, he's not going anywhere. He's got to play football because he's got nothing else in his life, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, he's no got he doesn't have any on. kids or a beautiful wife. Nothing he's got nothing go going on. Got to go home to that wicked uh, wife of his. So yeah, no, he, life, uh, is terrible. Terrible. Yes, life is tough. Life is tough. It's terrible. All right, sir. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Thanks. All right. Have fun with uh, Mr. Troop. We will. We will. Bye-bye. Talk yeah. to you. Bye. Wrapping with Royce, which we are nearly do at the end of uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami, but today we do it early because, Rami? Kyle Troop, PBA Tour Bowler and Internet Sensation. We weren't the only ones who noticed Kyle Troop and his colorful ways and, and that afro yesterday. Twitter was a buzz about 
this new superstar on the PBA tour. And uh, I took a shot this morning after we talked about Some him good booking on at your length yesterday. And he will join Mackie and Judd with Rami right after this. Score North 1500, scorenorth.com, TCL Broadcast Studio. All right. I'm back. That's right. I came back. I came back for the Kyle Trope interview here, which we're going to get to. But let's talk about TCL TVs for just a second. It's Phil Mackey here. And TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand for a very good reason, because they've got the best picture quality of any TV on the market. And they also have the best selection of on-demand slash uh, plugged into the internet entertainment platform. So if you're one of those cord cutters and you're Maybe looking for, I think there might be a cord cutter in the room here. Yes, sure there is. That, yeah. Yep. Well, TCL is where it's at. You get the built-in Roku device with 4,000 streaming channels and 450,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. It's your home for, like I said, the best picture quality and the most things to watch, whether you're a sports fan or if you're just looking to uh, to get your, your entertainment fix. TCLUSA.com. And you can also just stop into any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. I asked him about it. He said, go means get your feet moving and release means let it go when you get to the bottom of the swing. Savage chop on the 10. Yeah, I thought he might go to the pick after that. (laughs) That highlight courtesy of the PBA Tour. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami here on Score North. Score North 1500. Score North. Dot com And uh, yesterday, we're doing the show and trying to be focused sports talk professionals. And we had the PBA tour up on our uh, TCL smart TV. And uh, because we're, I wouldn't even say we're easily distracted because this wasn't an easy distraction. We completely went off track of whatever we were talking about. I don't even remember what we were talking about because there was a gentleman on the TV who had us all enthralled with his colorful outfit his his afro and his strut back to his seat after he hit a strike, and that gentleman now joins us on Mackie and Judd with Rami. He is Kyle Troop. Kyle, how are you this afternoon, man? Doing well, doing well. Now, we have to start with what what caught our eye and what caught a lot of people's eye. You were burdened up Twitter yesterday with that outfit and, and, and your actions at the PBA Tour Tournament. Uh, on the replay yesterday, where did your style come from with, with the outfits and the hair and everything? When did this become a thing, and who or what was your inspiration? Yeah, the the outfits is, is a, uh, I call it a troop tradition, because my father, Guppy Troop, was on tour in the 80s, and, and uh, he was the bowler that brought wild pants into bowling, so I kind of had it easy. I was able to just follow in his footsteps with my wild outfits. Um, however, you know, he always wished he had a better afro than I did. But, uh, that wasn't the case. So you know, I'm just sticking with the afro. A lot of people seem to like it, and I can kind of play it off with the with my picks and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I got my clothes from my dad, and my attitude from my dad, and, and uh, luckily I was blessed with a beautiful hair of an afro. How, okay, when did when did you first introduce the celebratory hair pick? Okay, like when did that did, has that been there since the beginning for you? Yeah, um, actually, I won my first title in 2015 in Shawnee, Oklahoma. And I told some of my buddies if I sent a messenger where the head pin flies off the wall and carries the ten pin out, that I would pull the picks out. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of been my move ever since. And now people are expecting it, and they know it's coming. And, and uh, I actually had a strike song made by a fellow bowler, Kevin Williams, and uh, it's we call it Pick It Out. Can we find it? So that was the strikes. I'm sorry? Can, can we find the song? 
Um, well, right now, like we have the sound file that we gave to the PBA for like a strike song celebration. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm actually in Springfield, Missouri, for a few days, and uh, I think we're going to be working on it and trying to like make it into an actual song. And it has music on iTunes right now, so so I think we're going to try and get a, get an actual song out of it so we can get it out for everyone because it seemed to be a big hit. How much work does the hair take? <laughs> like maintenance, uh, upkeep. It- all that stuff. It looks a lot. It looks a lot more difficult than it is. Uh, you know, it takes me ten, fifteen minutes in the morning to to dry it and pick it out. And and uh, once I mean, once it's picked out, then you know, it's just a touch up here and there. Make sure I'm uh, all symmetrical. Actually, ask the ball reps in between one of the matches if my hair was looking okay. Yeah, you got to be on so, point. Uh, you know, that's it's got to be on point for the for bowling. Does it take product? Are there tools that are used to make sure that it's symmetrical? Because it is magical, sir. Yeah, just uh, pretty much a, a trusty pick gets the job done. And, and uh, when I'm not sporting the, the big afro, I might have some product on it for some smaller curls. But but uh, the afro seems to be a hit, so it might be sticking around for a while. Uh, he he is uh, he's a multi-time winner on the PBA, and he stopped us in our tracks with his glorious avatar yesterday as we were attempting to talk gopher basketball, and we were like, no, who is... That's what it was. Who is it was this, gopher basketball. Who is this dude? And uh, and we made a couple calls, and, and Kyle Troop is with us here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. When did, you, when did you know that you were great at bowling? When did you bowl your first 300 game, Kyle? Um, well, I grew up bowling at a very young age, being in a bowling center with my father all the time. Um, I bowled my first 300 when I was 15 years old in a youth league back in Hickory, North Carolina. And, um, you know, I started bowling re- PBA regionals whenever I was 16, 17 years old. And so I knew I always had a, had a chance. And, you know, just hearing the talk as I was getting older, people would talk about my game. And so I knew that I had a possibility. And, uh, you know, the, the hard work's kind of been paying off lately, but, you know, it's only the beginning of the career. So what, with the clothes and hair and things like like that, are you accepted on the tour a lot? Are there guys who get upset because the because I would think it's a good thing it draws attention from folks like us. But is that something where you find that your flair and style is embraced by the people on the tour, or is there pushback at times? Yeah, I would have to say at first, whenever I first started bowling the PBA tour and whatnot. Uh, everyone kind of gave me the, oh yeah, here comes another Guppy Jr., you know, just trying to dress like his dad. But once, you know, once they realize I actually belong on tour and you know, I can compete and I can win, uh, they've kind of accepted the style and, and, uh, you know, any publicity for the PBA is good publicity. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited that, you know, I was able to help in that. And, uh, you know, the more eyes we can get on bowling, the better. Yeah, tour officials have to love it. I would imagine, like Judd said, there are probably some old-school bowling guys who you might rub rub the wrong way with the flair and the style that you bring to the game. But the PBA Tour and its and its officials got to be thrilled with the attention that, that you've brought to the sport with, with your colorful ways. Yeah, I mean, any people that are kind of protruded by it, which I believe it's kind of been accepted all around because there's kids that do it. Right. Uh, it's 2019 now. Like, people dress, you know, see some crazier things probably walking down the street than you do on some of my outfits but uh and you know the the crowd in lubbock really made that show you know that's part of the one thing that gets overlooked probably is the fans there they were really you know they were really into the show into the outcomes of each frame and and uh so they really you know made that show a little extra as far as the tv side of it go because uh they were really committed and that was an exciting show this is probably a little bit uh, before your time, but but the the biggest comparison once we started sending out some of the videos and photos on Twitter, the biggest 
doppelganger comparison was Bob Ross, the public television painter guy from like the 70s and oh, the 80s. Yeah. You know, have you ever, have you ever gotten yeah, that before? Uh, I get that quite often. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> that Bob, uh, the Bob Ross of bowling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, he's my uncle. You know, he taught me my way. <laughs> <laughs> if I would just shave my beard and just do the goatee or whatnot, I'd probably really have it down. Exactly. Dumb question, but is that outfit one or two pieces? Uh, it's two. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Because if it's one and you got to go. Oh, yeah. No, but I could, I, at first I thought there was a waist on that, but I couldn't tell if it came apart or not. <laughs> yeah, it's a pair of pants and a jersey. High five gear designed both of them for me. And, uh, you know, they come with some pretty crazy designs for me sometimes. It's, it's seamless. Like, like Judd said, you couldn't even, you couldn't even tell. It all looked like one piece because the pattern is seamless for, from top to bottom. It's, it, it was amazing. But real quick, going back to, to doppelgangers. And again, Twitter was on fire yesterday in the aftermath of your performance and, and the replay of it on, on ESPN. Other, other guys who I heard was, uh, Jackie Moon, Will Ferrell's character yeah. from Semi Pro. And the guy who I okay. thought, of, the yeah. guy who I thought of immediately, I don't know if this movie is big in the bowling world. I would imagine it is right behind the Big Lebowski, but Kingpin and and Bill Murray's character in that movie was, an, and that was the first thing that popped into my head. And I saw a few people mention that. Is Kingpin big in in the bowling world? And and oh yeah, was he at all an influence on you? Yeah, the Kingpin movie is definitely a classic. Uh, I remember watching that as a kid. Uh, however, you know, I got my inspiration from my father because he's known as probably one of the the best showmen in the sport. So uh, I had a good mentor growing up. And, uh, you know, he always said, try and give back to the fans because the fans make bowling. So if I can bring in a little extra excitement for a TV show or whatnot, you know, I'm happy to be able to do that. And hopefully we can just get on TV some more. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Troop was with us here a couple more minutes before uh, we wrap here. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But what, what do people need to know about, for people who kind of, they they stop in once in a while, watch a little PBA if they're flipping around. What what do people need to know about pro bowling? What what do you think would hook people on a more regular basis if they if they knew certain things? I would have to say this year is the most exciting year for the PBA tour uh, with their new TV deal with Fox. Uh, you know, just the way they portray the show, the crowds are really into it every week. Uh, we have lots of young talent. I really think you know if people knew like this is the year for bowling. We're back on the uprise. There a lot. There's a lot of buzz about the PBA tour. So uh, I would see a lot more exciting shows in the future, especially with the uh, the PBA playoffs, which is paying a hundred thousand for first. So that's probably one of the biggest prizes we've seen in a while. So, uh, wow. Lots of excitement leading up to April, and and uh, I think people should really tune in for for more shows. You know, week after week. Have you considered incorporating trash talk into the act? Yeah, that that could happen from time to time. I actually uh, had a little a little head bump with uh, Sean Rash, the leader, during the week, and I was really wanting to bowl him, and uh, but uh, I didn't get to, so nothing was said. But in the moment, most of the time, the guys don't really trash talk too much. You know, we might try and get a little excited or slap one out, but for the most part, now the trash talk might come during the week, during head-to-head match play, and during qualifying. But on TV, for the most part, they uh, they keep it pretty PG. Kyle, I was looking for you on on Twitter and other social media today. Are you? I, I couldn't find you. Do you do you have uh, do you have Twitter? Do you have any of the popular social media of the day? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I have you know my my Facebook and my athlete page, Kyle Troop on Facebook. Uh, my handles Kyle underscore Troop on Instagram, and Twitter is a fish three hundred. Uh, Got it. It, sh- it should be Afrofish, but 
It's a fish three hundred. <laughs> I love that. I've got to step my I've got to step my Twitter game up. <laughs> I'm a Facebook and Instagram guy. But, Listen, there's uh, got to be some PR person at the PBA that can get that change for you. That's Kyle Troop. Catch him on the PBA tour on Fox and uh, lit social media on fire yesterday with the outfit, the hair, and of course the the performance out on the alley. And he's our guest today on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Kyle, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, man. That was that was awesome. That was amazing. Afro Fish <laughs> three hundred. Starts with the best Afro in pro sports. Yes. That is awesome. There's not many Afros in pro sports anymore. Not anymore, no. No. I mean, like the NBA, I think, went through. Remember, was it, jo- was it Josh Childress, that Stanford player who was in the NBA for a couple minutes? Yeah. He had an Afro like yes. 10 years ago. Yeah. But you don't see many Afros in the NBA. And the Vikings, Moss and those guys had them in, was that 2004? In the playoff game against the Packers, yeah. they unveiled Afros, which didn't last long. Chris Archer had one for a while there with the Rays. I'd be willing to bet he's the only white guy Afro in current professional sports. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet on that. I'd be willing to bet on that. Google Oscar Gamble and Yankees in 1970s, and you guys will find the greatest Afros in pro sports. I told you guys yesterday how I found his name because we, we didn't know who he was. We just saw this yeah. this dude lighten up the PBA tour on our TCL broadcast, uh, our TCL TVs, and wow, that is a magical Afro. Wow, you threw me right off track. But I all I Googled yesterday was... Uh, PBA Tour White Guy Afro. That's that's how I, that's how I found Kyle True. PBA White Guy Afro, and that that's how I found out who he was. Yeah, the magic of modern media. A segment derailed 24 hours ago, <laughs> and we tra- we tracked this. He dude was down great. That was awesome. He was I want to make, make him a regular. He should be. Can we get him on for like weekly picks or something? We should. <laughs> I don't even care what I don't even care what we pick. But he's got the hair pick. He's got the hair <laughs> pick. It works. <laughs> it works. Let's work something out. I think that's the thing. I think we just stumbled. Out to something here, you know that we've now we've now uh, we've probably set the bar a little too high for expectations. Whenever we get derailed or something comes up, we know we have to track down that person has to be a guest. Yeah, they do, they do. Man, that was great. Um, but you guys have a fun show today. I just I had to jump in for this last we segment. We had a really fun show today. We had a very very fun show today. Cool. We uh, had Danny Cunningham in studio, mm-hmm. and uh, he stoked my fears about Giannis leaving Milwaukee. You, you were not happy. No, about that. I don't. I don't want to hear that noise, man. You unless, were not unless, happy about unless that. he's coming here or going to Chicago. I don't want to hear that noise. Milwaukee cannot take. Danny that. knows his hoops though, and I, still, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't sell him short here. I, know. I don't think he's trying to fear to cause fear. I think he's he's being honest when he says that. That could be the next guy to complain and say, I want out. For sure. Giannis. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he was kid. Well, if you're... Hi, Rami. That's the problem if yeah, you're... Look at Rami's just like... Ah. The city was very good to me is all, and I, I don't want to see them feel that pain. I don't I, it, I don't think they deserve that. Oh, just wait a while here. <laughs> you won't care what they go through. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be, be like, bleep, no water. You'll be numb in no time. Yeah. <laughs> Temperature-wise des- and emotionally. <laughs> you deserve whatever you get. <laughs> it's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Back at you guys tomorrow. Everything on demand from Score North. That's scorenorth.com. That's S-K-O-R north.com. Before we take off officially for the day, let us talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. At least, that's my opinion. Take it or leave it. I'd recommend you take it, though. It's Luther Brookdale Toyota, a place that my family and I have been going for 30-plus years. So, like, it's really cold outside, obviously. And uh, maybe your car is going to have some troubles in the next 24, 48 hours. You need a service department that gives you peace of mind. So... Even if something bad happens or if your car is going to need a tune-up here after coughing in the cold for a couple days, make sure that you have a service department that has your back and that gives you 
the peace of mind that I've had since I was 16 years old. You can't put a price on that, and you definitely can't put a price on the great customer experience you're going to get on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. And I believe they have complimentary hot cocoa, too. So if you're or coffee, to, any warm beverage really is uh, is what you're probably going to need here in the next couple of days. So stop in, get a sip of something warm, and say hi to my friends at Luther Brookdale Toyota. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. At The Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.